What's up, Internet? You're tuning in episode 120 of Nintendo Noise, Slip Screen Games Weekly Nintendo Podcast. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello, hello. And this, this show is actually weekly, you know? The other shows, yeah, blacking off yeah. last week. Well, Me and Sierra know. last week showing up to put in just S-tier work. Casting Zelda I think, movie. I think we've just proven that Sierra really is the glue that holds Flip Screen together. And when she's not here, the whole whole tower comes she's crumbling the heart. down. She's the heart, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> we form like Voltron. She's the chest. That's a that's a Voltron reference and a Wu Tang Clan reference. That's a double uh, double header for you today. So guess what? We got a big old jam packed episode for y'all today because of course the Game Awards were last week and the folks at Nintendo uh, cleaned up pretty nicely. You know, we were talking about it on Split Screen Games this week about how it's just been a really really like banger year for Nintendo, right? Probably one of their best ever, right? Um, um among a year that is already in contention for some of the best releases. Um, you saw Nintendo put out, you know, Fire Emblem Engage, uh, Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot. We got uh, Pikmin 4. We got Super Mario RPG. We got uh, Tears of the Kingdom, obviously. We got Super Mario Wonder, um, WarioWare even, which, you know, not as, not as great as some of these other games on this list. But when you're the seventh man off the bench, that's okay. Um, I, 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 you know, Nintendo having a really, really great year for themselves. A, a special swan song for the Nintendo Switch for sure. And uh, yeah, that was represented here at the Game Awards. They, they took home three big awards. We got Best Family Game with Super Mario Brothers Wonder, which, as we all know, historically the Nintendo category. But hey, uh, good to see Super Mario Wonder get its flowers, uh, its Wonder Flowers somewhere. Uh, Best Sim Strategy Game. Very excited to see this go to Pikmin 4. Big shout out to that. Uh, we talked about this on our... And if you want to hear our whole Game Awards breakdown, make sure you go check out Flip Screen Games this week. Um, we're just going to talk about the Nintendo stuff here today. But uh, really cool to see the crowd audibly react to Pikmin getting named as a nominee. And then when it won, people really erupted for it. Um, very cool to see because obviously Pikmin 4, one of my favorite games this year. And, you know, um, a game very that long I... Time coming as well. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think a game that might have gotten a little more attention on a, on a softer year. Not to say that it, it didn't. You know, it sold really well and it, it certainly was was critically... Uh, received and and became a fan favorite but uh yeah obviously you know not able to compete on on the the major stage that that so many other games didn't didn't even make the cut for right so um yeah, glad I to mean, see it get some love here in 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 its in its genre right which is you know that's that's a great place for you to be as a, a niche game in a niche genre and it was competing with two other nintendo games along with a, two other games so it was competing with City Skylines 2 and Company Heroes, but the Nintendo games it was competing with Fire Emblem Engage and Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot. That's so um, sick. Which is just crazy. Yeah. For that category, right? To see them have three out of five nominees is really cool. It's Again, it just speaks to the depth of offerings they had this year. And I think like no matter what your taste is as a player, there was a big game, I think, that should connect with you on some level, right? Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, and even if even if the kind of the the big AAA first party games that Nintendo put out this year kind of wasn't your jam, you know, the the best debut indie cocoon you can play that on on Switch. There's like the new Sonic game that was a was also nominated in the best uh, family game category. Best indie game Sea of Stars is also playable on Nintendo. Yeah, right. Yeah, so, yeah. It's like I, there was no shortage of really really excellent experiences that that took awards home this year that were that are 
on Nintendo Switch, right? So um, if yeah, you're... you were saying you were playing Vember at the weekend, and, and I, did. You, I know that's on Switch as well. Oh my gosh, I really enjoyed Venba. Yeah, again, uh, you know, um, we broke down all of the other major categories over there if you want to go hear us talk about, about that. But um, yeah, highly recommend Venba. I talked about it over there, so I won't reiterate my thoughts too much, but it's short and it is very impactful. I think it's well worth your time. Uh, and it's a game you can get through. And I think it's probably, I think maybe about two hours, right? Or something like that. Um, but definitely one that you should, uh, you know, if, if you're like us and you're making your kind of, top tens for the years and you want to maybe check on some of the games that you miss i think ben was really one you should you should pick up yeah that's that there was a lot there and i i was glad to see um nintendo clean up in in these three categories number these, one publisher think, yeah the number one publisher i mean sony was the, the the worst showing there i think they didn't pick any up did they Mm, I mean, do they have they, anything they had, nominated besides Spider-Man? They Spider-Man had Grand was... Turismo Seven. Oh, right. I guess, I guess, The Last of Us, the ad- adaptation was sort of them, but it's really I would HBO. count that as as a win because it is like Sony, like it's part of PlayStation. It's obviously not a game win, which is what you want, but you know, um, I I think when you're thinking about the fact that you know uh, more of these companies are kind of like now making their play for Hollywood and TV and movies and stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, The Last of Us was obviously a huge win, and, like, it actually had, like, Neil Druckmann and, like, folks from PlayStation heavily involved, mm-hmm. you know, as creatives. So I would say that they they deserve, uh, you know, uh, credit for that win, but it's certainly not, it's not the win that you're hoping for, right? Like, you want Spider-Man to come away with, you know, something, right? Best action-adventure game or something like that. But, um, yeah, unfortunately, nominated in several categories, but it just... It kind of had uh, the same problem that I feel like Horizon Zero Dawn did the year it came out, where it's like, you know, everything got kind of divvied up among like Zelda or Mario or, you know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, like you're nominated for plenty, but I don't think it took anything home that year either, right? And uh, not to say that that's, you know, it's that's nothing against Spider-Man. It's a great game, but it's a really tough year, you know, and, and being a, a very good game that flirts with greatness or a, you know, just on the line great game in a year of you know un- unmitigated bangers I-, I think spider-man should be happy that it got as many nominations as it did i think that's the best it could have hoped for this year unfortunately um and i say that as somebody who that is probably one of my top three games this year right but i think you know i'm a spider-man guy and it very much speaks to my taste uh as a what i want out of an open world game so I recognize that I probably have a, a a bias and a predilection towards it that um, obviously the voting block didn't, right? And I think Spider-Man in general is is an IP that is going to have a little something going against it because it is a um, a licensed thing. And like, if you don't like superheroes or you don't like Spider-Man or you just want to give flowers to original IP, those are all reasons that I could see you being like, yeah, it's good, it's good, but you know, it's the Venom story. How many times have we heard that story, right? And it's like, regardless of what's different about it or whatever, it doesn't match up to Tears of the Kingdom, you know? Which is a very different different game to, to Spider-Man in, in a lot of ways. But I, I, I think we both, we both, in our predictions, which you can hear over on the Flip Screen Games podcast, uh, predicted that Tears of the Kingdom would win in the uh, action-adventure category, and it, and it did. I, I don't think neither of us predicted Spider-Man would win anything either. 
No, which I was surprised about for you because I thought you would have uh, you would have probably thought it would have picked up in one of the categories. No, um, no, I, I, I think I think it's, it's more narrative. of the same by the sounds of it. And that's the thing is, I think that that is like so that feels dismissive to me. I think that it's it's not fair to say that it's just more of the same. Um, but I think that is very much the narrative that it it has. That narrative was decided before the game came out, and I think. The things that it, but it did was with God of War Ragnarok as well, and that cleaned up last year at the Game Awards. So yeah, I think there but... is more of the same can be good enough in a in a quieter year. But when you're up against yes. something like Tears of the Kingdom, like Baldur's Gate three, it's tough to shine it's not through. Enough. It's just not enough. Yeah, and, and again, I think you have all those other things I said going against it, right? Like I think God of War is like that is a homegrown video game IP that we've all grown with and saw it mature in 2018. And this was the exciting follow-up and conclusion of that story that we all love. That was a game of mm-hmm. award winner back then. And it was an extremely emotionally resonant experience. And I think regardless of the emotional beats that the Spider-Man stories do well, they, I think have a lesser than connotation. And I think some of that is, is fair, right? Cause like, they're lighter fare and they're not going to be as heavy as what you'd get from a God of War or the last of us or whatever. Um, and also I think there's a bias against it a little bit. Right. And, and whether for, for better or for worse, right. Just, I mean like the emotional resonance of the story is there's always going to be a little bit of that. Well, it's another Spider-Man story versus, Hey, this is God of War is, has reinvented itself and it is now one of the all time narratives in games. Right. Like, Spider-Man, I don't, I don't think is is ever gonna achieve that, right? Because the things you need to do to make a Spider-Man story that resonant don't really play in a video game as well. So it, it's, I think, always gonna have that more Saturday morning cartoon kind of energy to it, and you know, you're not winning. Which, uh, which, like, which I think is fine. I mean, there's again, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's just it that when you're up against stuff that does hit those notes, I think it can struggle. Hmm. But what about the action-adventure side of things, right? Because Tears of the Kingdom obviously won out there. So is something about the exploration not as good or the kind of adventure side of things not as good there? No, I think it's just Tears of the Kingdom is just more ambitious. It's just, yeah. You know, it's just like Tears of the Kingdom. Like, we talked about it when it came out, right? Like, it's like that game is like, it's once in a general, like, you know, and it's not. Clearly, they did it twice, but like, that game is just incredible, right? Like I have said for years that I think, you know, Breath of the Wild is probably one of the games I would point to as an example of like a perfect game, quote unquote, like a, a real true 10 out of 10, right? And like they upped the ante in every way imaginable, which is not a thing that I thought was possible, right? Like no one looked at that game and said, ah, it's more of the same, right? Which is like nuts because it easily could have been that and that still would have been great, but it wasn't. And it was like with the underground, the building, the fusing, like, the way that they just fundamentally changed the way that you interact with the world and the way that you solve problems, which is the entire game, right? Like every well, and the return to like tra- more traditional temples, which sure. was one of the biggest yeah. issues that a lot of people had with Breath of the Wild. And those were great. The fact that you you got all of that combined, some great puzzle solving, great exploration, great traversal, new enemies, new characters, Good new story things too. To like especially, yeah. especially by the metrics that you generally judge as a Zelda. And I know you haven't gotten through through the uh the conclusion yet, but like there's some really 
Th- there's great world building outside of the main storyline as well. Yeah. The fact that you can, there's always something you find, like the newspapers, like the, the little memories that you find around the or place. Like going like to places you stuff. went to in Breath of the Wild and seeing how they've been like, what's happened here? Yeah, yeah. yeah like, so it's now overrun with pirates and stuff. It's like, it's really cool. And there's not a single place where you think, I wonder what's happened here, and there isn't something. Mm-hmm. Right? Like everything, there's a moment everywhere. Like, yeah, man, that game is just top to bottom. It's it's one of the best games I've ever played. It's one of my favorite games of all time. I know that that's not a a, a novel. Uh, well, a real hot take there. Right. But it's like, <laughs> it, it bears repeating. And I think it it's easy to forget how special it is because it's blasé to say that it's special. Right? It's one of those games where you're like, ah, yeah. It's like a, we take it for granted how ambitious it was and how insane it is that it runs as well as it does on the switch like that game is a real achievement technically and is is uh just across the board right like i think such an exceptional game and when we were talking about the nominees right and we both predicted that tears of the kingdom would win um you know reading the definition of the category of like it's it's uh and maybe you want to pull it up so you can read it verbatim but it's saying it's about you know uh combat and puzzle solving it's like that's that's Zelda, man, you know, and it's like, you know, I, as much as I really love the traversal of, of Spider-Man, right, For which, you know, you brought up, um, the pu- like, the puzzles don't hold a candle to the puzzles in Tears of the Kingdom, right? Like, not even at all, you know, to the point where you can go in the menu and turn them off if you want and skip them. That's the whole... Oh, really? You can do yeah, that? Yeah, and you can do that in all Insomniac games. You can do that in Ratchet and Clank if you're like, I don't want to do these Clank missions. Oh, no, I loved the puzzles in Ratchet and Clank. I wanted them to do, like, a, a game that was just those puzzle games like, with the, like, moving robot things. And, like, some of them are fun, right? But, like, for me, I think the fact that, like, they're like, hey, you can just turn this off if you're not interested in this speaks to the fact that it's not core. It's not fundamental. Whereas, like, the puzzles, quote-unquote, are part of Zelda, right? Like, you can't... Oh, yeah, I just, I, you know, you can't avoid puzzles in that game. The whole game is a puzzle. Everything is an yeah. aha moment, yeah. right? And that, you know, it's, it's so exemplary of the genre. It's so definitively a 10 out of 10. It's so definitively, you know, just nails everything it tries to do. Yeah, I, I you know, I love Spider-Man. I, I, for me, it's a game I love like a 10 out of 10. I can acknowledge it's probably more like a nine out of 10, right? Or, or, or maybe even a little lower than that, if depending on your taste or whatever, that's fine. I could see that when people are like, I don't get the hype around tears of the kingdom. I, I fundamentally do not understand how you play that game and don't marvel at what it does. Even if it's not to your taste, right? To not look at it and be, holy shit. Like this is, I can't believe what it can do is, is hard for me to understand that as an opinion. And there's not a lot yeah. of games I feel that way about, you know? I mean, there's been a few this year that I felt like that about, which has been surprising for me. But yeah, I totally agree with you when it comes to Tears of the Kingdom. The same way I felt that way with Mario Wonder. I couldn't stop smiling when I was playing that game. Everything was like just, I don't know. I, I, I had such a good time with it. I know um, you were a little bit cooler on it than I was, and you maybe wanted it to be a little bit more like like Mario World in, in ways. It's funny because, like, I don't even know that I am, like, necessarily cooler on it than you. Like, if we were to both, like, give it a score and, like, when we start ranking it at the end of the year. It's a I nine would... for me. I give that game a nine. Yeah, and I would say I agree with you, right? And I think the reason I maybe come off that way is because of what a Mario guy I am and that, like, 
I know that a 2D Mario can easily be a 10, right? And there are multiple 2D Marios that are 10s. And I love that game. And I think it was the game that Mario needed right now. Um, I think that there is just still, there's that room for improvement, right? And I would have loved for as like perfect as the art and style and execution of that game is, uh, or I'm sorry, the execution of those things, I should say. Um, I do wish that, I wish I could have come away from it being like, holy shit, there's not a thing I would change in this game, right? There's not, mm-hmm. a, there's not a moment that doesn't land. And it's, it's not quite there, right? But I also think it's, it's an evolution of the formula, right? They, they're still figuring things out. And this is like the most 3D Mario a 2D Mario has ever been. So like, I feel like well, we're it's entering... a real reboot as well, especially yeah. with, with Charles gone and we've got a new, new voice actors in there. It really is offering in a new era, new style for Mario. So like everything about it. I think when you think about it that way, I think where I'm at with it right now is if this is a new era, if this is our Super Mario Brothers one of this new era, I'm interested in what like the Super Mario yeah, Brothers. It feels like this is the Breath of the Wild, and the next one's right. going to be the Tears of the Kingdom, where we build upon the absolute amazing foundation we had because in retrospect right breath of the wild was a 10 for me when it came out of launch and i'm not in the business of retroactively changing review ratings or whatever yeah now looking at it it's nowhere near as good as tears of the kingdom you compare the two it's like for me it was a great game but tears of the kingdom just took that formula to the next level added so much we got completely new set of skills, the fusing, the auto build, all of that stuff combined really just took that game to the next level. I'm curious, do you think Tears of the Kingdom was cheated? We both predicted it would win Game of the Year. Obviously, that's not necessarily the game that we wanted to be Game of the Year and we felt, felt deserved to be Game of the Year. It was based on who, what we thought would win. And the kind of vibe and the feeling around the games that came out this year went to Baldur's Gate 3. Do you feel any any particular way about that? I don't. Um, I think I'm I'm not surprised. And I think in retrospect, maybe we were a little bullish with that prediction because I think we both, and I have to go back and listen to see exactly what we said, but I feel like we both acknowledged that Baldur's Gate 3 could just as easily take it. But we're like, I think Tears of the Kingdom will be the one that nets out because it is more broadly, uh, I think it's a genre that speaks to more people generally. And I think that where I hedged my bets like that, where I'm like, I think this will win the populist vote, uh, that ended up being the wrong prediction more times than not. Um, so I think I think the lesson I learned is get less cute with it and go with your gut next year. But mm-hmm. um, with Tears of the Kingdom, it's like, I, I think you brought up uh, God of War Ragnarok earlier, right? And I think... I think Tears of the Kingdom has a similar problem to that game. And, and I say problem in quotes, like literally just in the context of, of, of what we're this exercise. Um, I think that Tears of the Kingdom has a little bit of that. It's standing on the shoulder of giants thing where it's like you, you made a comment during our uh, breakdown over on flip screen games. I think it was where you said, is there kind of that attitude of like, well, we already gave Breath of the Wild. Yeah. It's flowers, right? So it's like, do we really need to to now let Tears of the Kingdom sweep? Even or if maybe someone, something fresh, someone yeah, new. like maybe even if it is like the quote unquote better game by some metric or whatever, right? Like it's like, yeah, but like, you know, it is an iteration on something that's come before, and that inherently has has benefits with it, right? Whereas like 
you said Baldur's Gate 3 was like something totally new and totally fresh. And I also think that just like the the narrative behind it made it an easy game to want to get behind and root for. Like it's a real Cinderella story, right? It's like this team of independent uh, developers. You know, it's hundreds of people been working on this game for six years. They had this super long early access period, this great back and forth with their community where they're constantly iterating and evolving the game. And, you know, you have all these people that have been like championing it for years and saying how good it is. Nobody was really paying attention to it. Nobody thought it was going to be the game of the year contender. And then it comes out and it just takes the world by storm. Like, that's that's cool, man. You know, and it's like, I do I, you know, is there maybe a debate on whether or not Tears of the Kingdom excels in some other categories or deserves it, you know, whatever, whatever? Sure, right? Tears of the Kingdom is a fucking bona fide masterpiece, period. And I know Baldur's Gate had some technical issues at launch and this and that and whatever, whatever. Yeah, but I mean, so did Tears of the Kingdom, right? The slowdown in places, it doesn't run the best. It's a Switch game on a lot, A lot hardware. less than you'd expect, though, right? Like, yeah, it, it, yeah. Even less than Breath of the Wild, which was already ran pretty damn well. Uh, yeah, and even that got patched, right? Breath of the Wild sure. launch, I remember there being in the in the forest, right? When you went to go get the Master Sword, it just being really laggy yeah. in there. Um, but I, I, I feel like... I feel like point being when I think of what is game of the year, right? Sometimes it is what is the best video game that came out that year. And sometimes it is vibes. Sometimes well, it is what is the game based that on, like, like the, took the world the category, by story, right? So yeah. we spoke about the category definition for the uh, best action adventure game, which was it combines the best in puzzle uh, traversal and, and combat. For that's just the game of the year, yeah, yeah. For game of the year, it's it's recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. So I could have seen this go to Alan Wake because I think that is a technical marvel. I don't think there was any chance it was going to Resident Evil Four or Mario Wonder. I don't think they. I want to just say I'm really glad to see that Resident Evil Four took home no awards. No, no shade at that game, but like, I did not want to see a remake of one of the best games of all time by most people's standards coming mm. through and just winning awards winning that should again, have gone yeah. to original games in a year where, man, like, come on, right? Like the sheer volume of high quality stuff that came out this year, where there are like games that are bona fide 80, 85s that are like nobody played is like, we don't need to be honoring Resident Evil 4. That's okay. No, I, I'm, I'm with you there. But I do think that, you know, when you compare Tears of the Kingdom and Baldur's Gate 3, they're close. Um, I do think they're a lot closer than any of, of the other games in that category. But I, I, I do think Baldur's Gate 3 would have would have kind of pipped out Tears of the Kingdom for me as well, personally. Um, but I know a lot of that's probably personal preference as well. It's hard to be objective. There's recency bias too, right? Which you really can't... You can't um not factor in that does play a role right like obviously there are games that come out early in the year and they're so dominant that they stay in the public consciousness all year like breath of the wild did like elden ring did um that happens but you know i think being in may versus being like yeah boulder's gate has been like the wave the last like six months or whatever right five mm -hmm. months whatever it's since been. august yeah yeah like that that it it puts it fresh in your mind of like yeah like this really took the world by storm in a way that like we're still going to be talking about this game next year in a way that we won't be Tears of the Kingdom. And I think that that does speak to, 
you know, the longevity that Baldur's Gate has and will have. Um, it's cast a long shadow. And not to say that Tears of the Kingdom doesn't or hasn't, and that it isn't a game that we're going to celebrate and go back to and, and all those things. But um, yeah, it's like there's something about being the next great game and a legacy of excellence versus, hey, man, these fucking Larian guys have something to say, right? And they came out and this was their year. And like they're coming out party to the world as like we are the we are now the RPG studio to watch, right? Everybody else is is going to be trying to catch up to what we just laid the gauntlet down, right? This is the next the next pillar that you should be trying to come at is is Baldur's Gate, you know, and mm-hmm. that's cool, you know. So I, I I was glad to see them get it, you know, um, they deserved it. Yeah, me me too. Um, this, uh, I guess like. The other question is, was this their best year in comparison to like, I look at 2017, right? That for me is Nintendo's best year in, in recent memory. It was a Launch question that year. Yeah. Two game of the year contenders. Yeah, you know? at the Game Awards, it was really a question of, does Tears of the Kingdom get it? Or does Super Mario Odyssey get it? And that was the question at all of the award shows. It was like, that's the question at the Bathurst. That's the question at the Golden Joysticks. That's the question at, at Dice. That And that was the question that was on everyone's mind. There wasn't even another game that really kind of came into consideration for a lot of people. I don't even really, I can't really even think what else came out that year other than Horizon. And I felt bad for Horizon because it was a great game, but it, it really got completely overshadowed by Breath of the Wild. It really did um so let me see for game of the year the other one was PUBG and persona 5 yeah maybe i could have seen persona 5 get it but like what no i mean like i love persona 5 but it wasn't gonna win game of the year that year but like holy shit what a good year huh yeah wow man PUBG just went as well that's gone no one plays that anymore it's like the mobile one is like still a thing in like uh china i think yeah it still makes a yeah, lot of well, and that What was that game that came out earlier this year that was meant to originally be set in the PUBG universe and was like published by the PUBG game that was like the Dead Space game? What was that called? Castello Protocol. That was meant to be part of the PUBG universe. It originally started out as that, and then they just forgot about it and just moved on to something else. It's so funny. I totally forgot about that. Hmm. Anyway, um, that's a, it's an interesting question. You know, um, I think... I think it's an episode uh, that's, I think a, a question for another day. Like, I think that's a full episode. I, I would love to uh, have you and I sit down and like literally go through year by year and like look at yeah. every single release. And like, actually, I think we should do like a ranking because then if the answer is, yeah, this is the best year, at least <laughs> the exercise two mobile can... games that year as well. Two mobile games, Mario well, run and fire emblem heroes. Wow. Those are both that year too. Yeah, best handheld game, Fire Emblem Echoes, Shadows of Valencia, nice. and Mo- Monster Hunter Stories. That was also there. That was a, a, a 3DS exclusive. Poochie and, Wo- and Yoshi's Woolly World. We don't do the best handheld game category after this year. It's gone. This no, was yeah. like really Nintendo's category. Yeah, it's over now. <laughs> uh, there's no handheld devices that are handheld only anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what does that even mean anymore? It's a handheld game. There's no such thing yeah. as a handheld only game now. And this was this was the year that Larian's game also went up against all of the other games. Divinity Original Sin 2 came out in 2017. So it yeah. really feels like this year's repeated 2017. Yeah, kind of. kind of. You're like right. That's kind of weird. Gun. We got a new Zelda game, a new Mario game, and a new Larian game in the same year. 
That's so funny. And Nintendo won a best strategy game that year with Mario and Rabbids uh, Kingdom Battle. And they won it again this year. Wow. Yeah. Bizarre. This, this, uh, the video game industry is a lot like Star Wars, Steve, in that it rhymes. Yes. You know, you know what won best sports racing game that year? Forza. Forza Motorsport 7. Yeah, it did. Of course. Came out that year, got a new Forza this year. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> and best VR game, what do you think it was? In 2017, and what it, it was, was Resident Evil 7. It was Resident Evil 7. No, oh Resident my God. Evil this year. You're so right. This is weird. <laughs> All right. At first, it was cute. Now it's now this is strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely bizarre. <laughs> oh my God. Sorry, I that that threw me for a second there. Uh, so to to answer your question like i said i I think i think i'd like to give it more thought before i definitively say so but like just shooting from the hip i mean i think if you're just talking about like uh releases what other year have they put out seven games period and six six of the seven games that we mentioned have what an 80 like what's the lowest of that mario rpg i think is like an 84 yeah yeah but they're like they have like three of the top 10 best rate games it's kind of crazy that we if you if you include metroid prime remaster in there as well i think it's probably four which i mean again like it counts right if we're talking about a year of releases yeah maybe we're not talking about it for game of the year but like when you're just judging nintendo's year as a whole i didn't even Mm -hmm. think about that that's eight that's eight major releases this year and only one of them let's say it this way whether or not I, i know where the bottom of it is none of them besides WarioWare had an average of less than 80 percent that's an insanely high hit rate to have seven games that are scoring above, you know, 80 or higher, right? Several of which, like you said, are like in the high 90s, you know? Tears of the Kingdom, mm-hmm. one of the highest rated games of all time. Yeah, and then we got DLC for a bunch of big games as well, like Xenoblade Chronicles. They finished up the Mario Kart DLC. Pokemon got a DLC. I totally forgot but... about that, too, that the there was the Xenoblade, and that was like a big DLC, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they've been it... pushing out a lot of stuff this year. Yeah. Hell, man. Persona came to Switch as well this year, right, for the first time, or was that last year? Ooh, I think that was in January, wasn't it? It was either... ah. I think that might have been when it came to Xbox, and I don't remember if that was the same time as Switch or if Switch got it a few weeks before, mm. in which case it would have been at the end of last year, but so maybe. Um, man, that's crazy. And then, like you said, like great year for indies uh, on Switch yeah. as well, right? Like all the, yeah. all, you know, most of the big ones were there, and like, yeah, you know, Dave was... the Diver was there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> stuff, stuff like Wargroove too, and, and stuff that like I was excited about didn't get around to because Jesus Christ, this year was crazy. Well, you know, Wargroove released in a year when there was a new Advance Wars or like a remake of Advance Wars, which I don't think anyone kind of expected. I'm sure the Wargroove developers didn't expect it, no. especially considering that game was due out last year. Yeah, it's such a, it's such a shame. It, it, it feels like a lot of games this year were real victims of like, there's too many games this year. And even if you're good, it's so easy to just get lost in the shuffle i feel like you could not buy a single game next year and just play the stuff that came out in 2023 and you'd still end 2024 with having stuff that you hadn't played i would be super stoked if everybody in the video game industry decided like we're just going to hold hands and not put out a video game next year I'd be like, <laughs> great that's awesome i would love that i would love the time to catch up i'll play Baldur's gate twice that sounds great <laughs> yeah let's just pause and we'll come back to it yeah 
<laughs> Give me some time. Yeah. I got I got stuff in the backlog from years ago. I would I would love to get to. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, the, pause. The problem the problem we got I guess for next year right is I was expecting some announcements of the game awards for stuff I could play on my Switch going into Christmas and into the new year. Um, there was nothing. Like, yeah, on the Nintendo side of things, it was pretty bare. It was crazy because I mean, we talked about it on on flip screen. Like, when it comes to announcements, I mean, you know, this was one of, and you know, we uh, have not talked about any of the, the problems with the Game Awards on this show. That's what that show was about. Yeah, Pete was a really big fan of the Game Awards. He thought it was the best one yet. Um, yeah, uh, that is not what I said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, normally, I just let that that sarcastic drive by go, but I want to be crystal fucking clear. If you don't go listen to that episode, how I feel. Uh, the whole thing was commercials, right? So to not to see nothing from Nintendo was surprising because last week on the show with Sierra, uh, before we got to the Zelda uh, casting stuff, you know, we talked. We had a question from Andrew Valentine about, you know, will Nintendo have a presence at the Game Awards? If you know, what are they going to show? And you know, we talked about um, the the history of them having stuff to show, and it's historically they've been pretty present. You know, I mean, there's been years where it's been softer, right? And they've announced small stuff or whatever. Um, but there's been a few years where, like, you know, like we would get the Smash reveals. They revealed like Bravely Default there, two there, stuff like that. Um, you know, last year we got uh, the Bayonetta Origins reveal, and there was Fire Emblem Engage, uh, the expansion pass uh, trailer, and everything. That yeah, was Mario the first movie. Whole, yeah, Mario movie trailer. So it's like, you know, they they. Uh, You'd think that they would have something to show this year, right? They were nominated for all this stuff. They they had a hype trailer about Tears of the Kingdom being nominated. Like they were clearly um, engaged and invested in the, in in the show in a way that they're not always that you know actively like, hey, our game's nominated. Go vote for it, right? Like go go pick it up. It's game of the year nominated. Like you, I I did expect something, you know, and then Sierra and I talked about like, maybe, maybe they do something else like the Mario trailer where it is like, uh, not a reveal, but kind of like, like the Donkey Kong, um, uh, section of the theme park, right. Is supposed to unveil soon. And they've shown, uh, a, a digital walkthrough of it. There's been all this conversation. We're like, Oh, maybe well, that was the only, the only kind of thing they had there was like a, a bit of an ad presentation of like, you could win a trip to yeah super mario world and that was it super nintendo world yeah but that was just a commercial right and like they always are a commercial partner right like they always have a nintendo switch commercial yeah doug was award. doug bowser was there picking up an award they they always do that thing on the eShop where you can get discounts on all of the yeah. game awards nominees so it's not like they weren't there but to have nothing to show it's like it's like what they did when i brought it up last week i think it was two years ago was the first time that they had just nothing like they were there doug bowser accepted an award whatever but like it wasn't you know they didn't uh have a reveal for us and you know i think i i was surprised to see that and i i did think we'd get something you know sierra and i talked about maybe you could get dlc maybe they could make mention of of like metroid prime or something like that um which we'll talk about in a minute um some metroid prime 4 rumors uh yeah, I mean, I think it speaks to where we're at in the life cycle of the Switch, man. I think I think this I think more than ever I'm confident that this is the swan song year having all of this to show and not having a ton in the pipeline in terms of stuff we know's on the way, but we have a ton of stuff that we, you know, is rumored or we know we think is an active development, we've heard is an active development, 
or we know is being worked on, but we haven't seen it in a long time or we don't know much about it. Like, I think they're just at the point where it's like they have very little to gain by showing their hand and they probably are saving it all up for like a big switch to reveal direct at some point where it is like, hey, here's the next console. Here's a reminder of, you know, Peach and here's Metroid Prime 4 and here's, you know, all these things that you're waiting for and some new stuff. The thing is strange, the approach they take to the announcing their consoles, though. It's a stark difference to Xbox and PlayStation, where we knew that the PS5 and the Series X were being worked on. They were actively open about it, and they said, we're planning for it to come out next year, but we didn't really see it. And we knew that it was coming because... They told us, but also all of these big games were coming out. It was like the end of the PS4's life cycle. Here's The Last of Us. It started the generation and it's ended the generation. Here's all these big games finally coming out. With Nintendo, it's like you're clearly working on something, but every single time it gets brought up, it's always like, no, we're not. We have no idea. And they did this. The Why same. would you they even suggest this. that we're working? It's, like, it's every single time. And I just don't understand it. Like, I get that you want people to buy your console. Maybe you don't want to cannibalize your holiday sales. But seriously, as most people had done their Christmas shopping by the time the Game Awards had, had come and gone. It's like just Nintendo. Uh, here's the thing. Nintendo makes a lot of insane decisions, right? Like, like they do plenty that's baffling. But I think I don't think you can argue that Nintendo doesn't know how to craft moments and how to, to uh, build hype around things by like presenting them with pomp and circumstance right and and making things feel like an event and i and then think there's times when they don't do that like you're right here's a video and it's just a video on twitter of the oled switch and it's like what and i i think I, that's a weird one for me right but i i do think that there's a big difference between this is a new model of a console that you are already gonna buy that you know versus like this is our new console and this is going to get written about in the wall street journal and the New York times. And like, this is going to be a, like, uh, this will take the news day across the, the world, not the video game world. And not to say that Xbox and PlayStation like don't have that power. Um, obviously the PlayStation, you know, um, ha- has been, uh, a, a proper, sales competitor or or the number one right more times than not um but i mean the the nintendo devices have a mass market consciousness that playstation stuff doesn't right like it's a joke it's a meme right that like uh a a parent that doesn't know anything about video games oh you're playing nintendo right like they know nintendo they know mario (laughs) those things are household names in a way that like Maybe you know I kind of feel like PlayStation is. It is, yeah, but, but, it's, but it is different, though. You know? Like, it's I, you're right, but it's not the same. Like, there is a ubiquity to Nintendo that I don't think exists for, for PlayStation uh, in the mass market, right? And, like, I do think, like, when the PlayStation 5 gets announced and that's like, hey, like, it's coming and blah, 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 and here's the reveal. Like, it does get that same treatment and that same level of... Uh, attention from the mass audience but it's like if nintendo came out of the game wars and they were like hey guess what we're gonna reveal the nintendo switch 2 to you next year 
that would that moment that I'm talking about happens now and not when the device gets revealed. And it will happen yeah, again. Yeah, I think they could have revealed. But... I, I kind of thought we would have got something, and I, I was kind of like on the fence of do they do what Xbox did? Do we see the console? But we hadn't even heard about it. They Sierra keep denying it. And I think that made sense to me when she like she brought it up at where it's like the thing with the Switch is like if you did reveal the Switch 2 at the Game Awards, it could still it would work because you have that baked in audience that's watching it live who's like, oh my god, it's here, and they start talking about it immediately, and it would still get the same level, like every press outlet and everything would write about it. Mm-hmm. And even people that don't even know what the game awards is would be like, okay, the switch got re- switch two got revealed. Cool. Like it, it, that that trailer would get cut out and put on their YouTube channel and it would get viewed billions of times and it wouldn't even matter that it got showed at the Game Awards, right? It would, it would almost be irrelevant. Um, but, I, but I think that Nintendo just like doesn't want to do that. You know, it's like uh, they don't want to share. It's why they do Nintendo Directs. They don't want to share. Uh, yeah, I also think that kind of they've been shying away from Jeff stuff as well, right? They weren't at Summer Game Fest. They weren't at E3, which died anyway. But maybe they I mean, realized we don't need to be part of these things because they had a direct like a week after jeff's thing i think it's it was just, like we're not really part of that which is our own thing i think it's just that they realize that they don't need those things broadly and that like they will use them when it makes sense to use them right like mm-hmm. they the the e3 that they didn't show up at right uh the, the last one that they weren't they didn't have a major presence at um they said that the reason they weren't there was they had nothing to show right and i think that that's their mentality like hey which if, which i i is was bullshit this year that's what they said this year and but, i look but, at all the but, games that they then but it, showed but it's at this time yeah right it's like and that is really important and like you know people love to talk shit about marketing beats and everything but it's like that that is the name of the game man and if you don't market your game well it won't sell and like oh, yeah look, yeah no look, I, look I, I completely was one agree with you. that game was great and it got killed by the fact that it got pushed and then it didn't have the same marketing heat behind it because they had spent all their marketing dollars for the original date and they didn't promote the second date as well. And that game came out and underperformed. And that sucks. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter that it was a good game and that it had uh, it was critically received well, right? Um, but the we have nothing to show at this time. Was it, It's not that they didn't have games because they 100% did. It's just that they didn't want to show them with Jeff. At that specific presentation they wanted to do their own thing which i get is your point you're making but well and it's and i think it's not even necessarily is that they always say that they don't have something when we right. always know that they do and i just i don't understand the mentality sometimes of like keeping it a secret like we know you're working on another console as soon as you release the switch 2 you're probably going to the drawing board and talking to nvidia and saying Okay, what do we do for the Switch yeah, but, 3? Let's get start you, working on that. It's what you said, though, man. It's like, if you if you acknowledge, oh, a Switch 2 is coming, then there are going to be people who are like, oh, I was just about to buy a Switch. Now I won't. Mm-hmm. And they, they, yeah, they that don't doesn't want happen that. with the PS4, with the, with this, with the Xbox One. The, they announced those months and months and months in advance, and everyone keeps buying the PS4 because they reduce the price. And then maybe that's the, what they don't want to do, is they don't want to reduce the price of this one yet exactly they have we just we, but we see that on black friday every year anyway it's just yeah, such a strange thing, situation targeted, just right? it's, it's so different like I, I hear what you're saying because like i think there are a lot of moments where it's like why wouldn't you tell us this before right now why am i just finding like why is this game out in six weeks and we haven't heard about it like i i get that 
But also, I think it's part of that is like, they put out seven games this year, man. That's the other half of it. If they tell us all these games are coming out last year, then they're all competing for oxygen. Whereas like, if, if like, I remember us doing episodes earlier this year where we're like, what the fuck's Nintendo going to put out after, is this all they have this year after Tears of the Kingdom? There's no more games. It's just this and Pikmin and Fire Emblem. Is that enough? And then it's, they put out five more games and it's like, oh no, they didn't. They just didn't want us to know yet because it is better for marketing, right? It's like, it's it like Mario didn't need a full year of marketing to get hyped up, right? Pikmin mm-hmm. did. You can just put a Mario game out and be like, ah, it's a Mario game and it's new. And look at this. Uh, yeah, you're going to buy it, right? It's going to be a bestseller. Great. Pikmin needed a year of beats. And, 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 and I think that's part of it too, is like there's a certain amount of time and energy and, events that you can be at and times that you can vie for people's attention before it becomes noise. And I think that's, it's, well, then you become the game that everyone's waiting for, right? Like Metroid prime four had become, which I think is why they had to come out and be like, we're rebooting this. You'll hear about it when we're ready to talk about it. And I think that's why they've never brought it up again. They're not going to bring that game up until that thing's ready. Until it's fucking ready. Because, because there's a lot of pressure on it now too, because you have been waiting for it. Right. That's what happened to cyberpunk. That's what happens to that's what happened to Starfield. Right. It's like if if you hadn't heard the name Starfield until five years later, I bet you that game <laughs> scores a couple points higher. Like <laughs> 10 years of build up to then be like, eh, it's pretty good. It, it leaves a taste in people's mouths better for better or worse. Right. Like it is what it is. But like, you know, it's a fine line between showing too much of a game and showing not enough of it. And I think you know, when there are only so many opportunities to have a direct or be at an event like Summer Games Fest or, or you know, whatever, right? Like, you got to play your cards carefully. And, like, you don't want to uh, overplay and, like, spoil a game's moment before, you know, it's actually time, right? And, like, that's a real problem. And you see it happen all the time where games get shown too much and then everybody's like, they get, they get a... Uh, this is to borrow a term from the world of wrestling. You get go away heat where it's like, I fucking seen enough of you. I'm done with you. Right. Like that's how I felt about, um, we were just talking about it with Kojima. Right. I was, that's how I felt about death stranding by the time it came out. Right. And it's like, that's maybe not a game I was, I was going to play anyway, but I'll tell you what, seeing it for 15 minutes every year for six years leading up to it definitely made me decide. Hey, I was let me tell you. That's how I feel about every time there's a new Pokemon game or a, a new Smash thing. You know, it's it, there's always a game that's not for you that you just wanted to go wanted to go away. Um, so I, you, I, what I, you I, don't I want is for it to be a game that could be for you, and you get sick of it to the point where you're like, "Fuck yeah, off. yeah." And yeah. that's the, that's the worry. And I think like there's a reason that you can show off more of a game like Tears of the Kingdom because there's you know, and they didn't, right? They showed very, very, very little of it because they didn't. No, but like they announced that with the sequels in development. Like it, it was a tease years and years yep. and years ago when we were still at Lupos. And then it moves on to, okay, the game's here, but we've not even announced what it is. Here's the title, but we can't air that live in the UK because the Queen's just died. And then we, <laughs> and then we actually finally find out what the game is like a few weeks before it's. Released. And then even when we started playing it, we didn't actually totally know what it was because we didn't. Yeah. Nobody, nobody knew about the underground until there were reviews uh, out about it, and everybody was like, "This is a spoiler. Don't read this part." <laughs> like, Mario Wonder was a weird one though. Gets announced in June, a couple of weeks after Summer Games Fest. 
and they're like we'll show you more of this later on and then we get like a month or two later we find out what the game is and then Hold it's it here right. like it's right here very strange way of, of all i needed that. that's all yeah. i needed though it's like it's like fallout 4 was like that right like the the reveal to release pipeline super short because people have been waiting for it for years you don't need to hype it up there's nothing to be gained from talking about it too much you know mm -hmm. um but there are certain games where it's like you got to sell people on it right or like or it's so fucking far away that it's like drip feed me information over time and keep keep it top of mind right weirdest announcement of recent memory though is the the charles martin a stepping down thing and the fact that they didn't even have video ready and they were just like yeah he's going and so it's like weird. it's like has he been fired like what's going on and it's like no 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 no. there's gonna be a video with him and, and miyamoto and it's all, it's all okay don't worry it's like it's coming and it was just like why did you just not wait till you had the video to announce that like in a week's time i think bizarre. it's probably to get ahead of the fact that they were afraid people would notice in the Mar Mario Wonder promotion stuff, but like I feel like you could have just made the video. But maybe it was an issue of getting them in the same space because they live in different countries. Charles is obviously constantly traveling the world, and he lives in the Netherlands, and you know Miyamoto's in Japan. Um, so you know, like I don't say this uh, to defend the, the decision. It's that as somebody who works in production and had no intention of missing two shows last week. And we missed two shows last week. <laughs> Shit happens, right? But like, did you did anyone notice prior to the announcement? Like, I would imagine his voice was not in the trailers, the original ones that we saw. And not one person yeah. picked up and went, "That's not Charles." Like, what's going on? There's a new yeah. Mario voice. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. Also, they're an international company, which I think makes it a lot harder, like mm. with making decisions, because it's like uh, we're judging decisions that are made through the lens of not even the like arm of the company that's necessarily always making the decisions. Right. So it's like, that's a whole other thing that it's just like, you know, I, I don't know how I, you know, I don't know what the standards for marketing are in Japan. Right. So it's like, I don't know. It, I know. I just imagine everything's like Takeshi's castle. That's in my mind. That's what everything's like. Great. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on and talk about uh, a rumor about one Metroid Prime in just a second here. But before we do that, let me remind you that this episode of Nintendo Noise is brought to you by our Patreon producers for the month of December. They are, of course, Arnold J. Rimmer, Christopher Valenz, Earth Visitor, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, aka Sobi, Snacky Go, Steve Stompy, Ty the Dude, and Wakahula. Thank you all so much for your support over on patreon.com slash games. You're all the reals to the real, and we greatly appreciate your support of this and all of our sister shows. If you want to go and show your support just like they did, guess what? Head over to flipscreen.games and you will find links to all the places we are all over the web. You can find our Discord. You can and keep the conversation rolling between episodes. You can find links to our email address where you can write in for the question block. Uh, or if you want to just go check out some of our other content, you can go and uh, click on them over there. Go check out the Flipscreen Games podcast this week where Steve and I break down all of the uh, big announcements at the Game Awards our critiques of the show, talking about some of the controversy that spread out from the show. If you want a full breakdown of, of our thoughts about the Game Awards and everything that came from it, uh, make sure you go check that one out. It's a good episode this week. Okay, we're back, Steve. Hello. Metroid Prime 4. It's time. It's time for a rumor. You ready for me? It's time for Prime. Yeah, I'm ready. It's time for Prime's Prime time, baby. So... <laughs> Uh, this this story or this story for me, right, uh, comes from the the gaming leaks and rumors subreddit, 
It is a it's a it's a herd through the grapevine kind of thing. So great assault with us, but uh trying to climb 0118 over on uh the gaming leaks and rumors subreddit posted that uh the leaker uh slash insider, you know, whatever you want to call those kind of folks that leak information, uh Papa Genos. He uh is somebody who um has, you know, a track record of of this kind of information. You know, he's he's one of these characters. He has a private Discord uh, that you can access. And on that Discord, he shared some information about Metroid Prime 4, uh, where he claims that the game has been done and has been for a while. Uh, I love this. It's like he, a game of telephone we're playing right, right now. We've heard <laughs> it from the Discord that's been posted on Reddit. You found it through an article, and now we're telling it to you on a podcast. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's actually true too. Yeah, it wasn't hard. <laughs> yeah, we're we we're, we're, yeah we're like the sixth string in this game of telephone. But I'm I'm tr- I'm giving you the facts straight up. All right, um, I heard what I heard, and I'm telling you. So from I'll, your from your uncle at Nintendo, right? He told you he called he you. Totally up. told me that Metro Prime Five is coming out right before Metro Prime Four, and then it'll come out. Uh, so here here's here's the quote, right? Uh. This post was in there a few days ago, and the uh, some context that uh, the trying to climb poster has has added. Uh, he thinks that the game is a Switch title. If it's coming to Switch Two, it's not something that he's specifically heard. So take that for what you will. Uh, he also said in a separate post that uh, he has asked about what Nintendo is bringing to the Game Awards, but his sources claimed that they don't know. So that, I know it was nothing. That is nothing. nothing. The reason I add that is because if he had made some bullshit claim about stuff that was going to be at the TGAs, I wouldn't have read this. So, you know, again, mm-hmm. never take any of this with more than a grain of salt. You never know who's on the other end of it. But as both you and I can attest, uh, we met through Pixelpar, who was one of these just such people, mm. and he took it to the bank almost every single time, right? So It's, it's worth noting that, that uh, Papaginos was the person that that said that Prime Remastered was going to be the shadow drop of the February Direct, which turned out to be true. So they do have some kind of kudos on it. So here's what Papaginos had to say. The thing I've heard is Prime 4 is basically done and has been for a while, but the cutscenes are apparently really bad or were a few months ago. So that's what was delaying the game. I do believe Prime 4 will be a Switch title and not specifically made for the Switch 2, but maybe that's changed at this point. I haven't heard. Just the fact I know is it's quote-unquote basically in a finished state for a while, with the delay being related to needing to polish up the cutscenes had me hopeful that we could see it soon. But again, so far, I've heard nothing about what Nintendo could bring to the Game Awards. So there's your full context. Mm. You know, what do you what do you make of this, Steve? Because I think it's interesting. We've talked a lot about Metroid Prime 4, when it could come out. Is it a cross-gen release on Switch Yeah, and Switch yeah 100%. I, I think every game that comes out in the next few years is a cross-gen release. We know that the Princess Peach game is coming to Switch, and that's coming out sometime next year. Do you think it's a cross-gen release, though, where it's like it's a Switch 2 game and you can play it on Switch? Or is it like uh, Cyberpunk 2077 where it came out and it was technically a PS4, Xbox One game, but it ran better on the new hardware? I think think all of the games... Switch games. 
yeah, they've all been built for Switch. I think all of the games going in the pipeline probably for the next couple of years were built for the current hardware. They're going to run better on the Switch 2, presumably. We've had leaks that you gotta get some. Breath of the Wild at 4K60 and stuff. You got to get I... some exclusives on it. No, on. why? You don't think so? Why? No, like we we barely got any for PlayStation and Xbox. I can't imagine Nintendo's leaving behind a massive install base of like 130 million. Year one though, there were exclusives, right? Xbox, take it out, I guess, right? Because that's a whole. There different... was like one, two exclusives. That was it. One. I mean, within the first six months, you have uh, Demon Souls and Ratchet and Clank. Yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, I, but I think those were destined to be launched, uh, like exclusives i don't think saying. you don't think Plank you don't think that there's played. you don't think there's a game like like mario kart for example right we talked about mario kart X. yeah but that's not due for till 2025 rumored me maybe that i could see that being a switch to exclusive and that's what forces you into purchasing it but nothing in that that launch window of like six months i don't think there's any exclusives there. i can't I think imagine it's gonna be a, not a it runs game on the launch of the console because then it's like what how do you What's the? How do you tell people you have to get the game? What's it? The, what's run, the... It runs at double the frame rate and like triple the resolution. And your games yeah. look bad. They play bad. It was enough for me and you to go out and buy right, a for PS5 sure. and a Series X. But think about how many people that we were always like dunking on who were like, "Well, why would anyone buy this? There's no games on it." Like, people still say that now. I just it's like yeah. insane. You know, and they sell like, out right at any at any given yeah. opportunity. So. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're onto something. People went and bought the Switch OLED because the screen itself was enough of an upgrade. I think adding the extra performance and God knows what else they've got going on, that is enough for them to for people to go and buy it. Metro Prime Four I, has been being worked on for so long at this point since like 2017, and it's had like a reboot in like 2019. That it's got to be a Switch title. I don't think you can make this game just exclusive for Switch Two. I think people people will be very upset. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I don't, I don't, I wouldn't think that it's exclusive. Um, I think this is cross gen. I'm thinking that there will be a exclusive game on Switch Two at launch. Um, I don't know what that is, but no, me neither. Like we, like, we've heard rumors that there's a 3D Mario in development, active development. That's like that's within one to two years away. I wouldn't be surprised if Switch 2 comes out and Metroid Prime 4 is one of the quote-unquote launch titles, but obviously that's still on Switch. But maybe there is a, you know, the successor to Super Mario Odyssey, right? The next proper 3D Mario game. And that's the thing where they're like, hey, like, if you do want, you know, like, hey, you know, your your old Switch is still great and there's still games coming out on it. You can yeah. enjoy Metroid Prime 4 this, this year. Uh, but if you do want to play the new Mario game, then you got to get the new Switch. Like, I, I could I could see it. I just I I really think that it muddles the messaging. They've really got to figure out how to nail that down. How you market that? How do you market this as a Switch title versus a Switch? I think you do the same way you a... market the difference between a PS4 and a PS5 title, right? It's if it's yeah. a Switch game, it's in a Switch box. And if yeah, well, PlayStation's always got it right. They went from one to two to three to four to five. It was easy. Yeah, Nintendo's never got it right. Oh. The new Nintendo 3DS had exclusive games. Yeah, it was like only three, but 
even that messaging was confusing that I only played on the new Nintendo 3DS and I want to, you know. Terrible fucking name. Just bizarre. Don't name anything new. I hate when people use the name new in a title because it's like, it's all, it's, it's not going to be new eventually, guys. It's not the new 3DS. Yeah, if I buy used, it's a used new Nintendo 3DS. God damn it. Like, why? (laughs) Stop. Yeah, so it's I can see them exactly the one time, and it was all new X Men. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop doing it. Okay, let's was it all new though? Like it it's was. really weird. Once it was all new, but then after that, it wasn't. Then it's not anymore, right? So we move on. <laughs> then it just becomes X Men again. Well, it's just that book's over. You know. Oh, okay. There's multiple. Okay. You know, you got Uncanny X Men. You got. You know, <laughs> doesn't matter. You throw another word on there. <laughs> okay. And not yeah. new. Not new. Stop. Uh, do you think we get Metro Prime 4 before we get 2 and 3? I don't know. I hope no. That seems Well, dumb. we got Pikmin 4 before we got 2 and 3. Yeah. We Pikmin 1, Pikmin 4, Pikmin 2 and 3. No, you're right. I mean, I, know, I guess it depends on when that game comes out. Because, like, I don't think they're putting out 2 and 3, like, in quick succession. But, like... Maybe you don't do. think they're doing that with like they did that with Pikmin came like on the same. Yeah, but then why would you have done that with one? Right, like one came out. One, one was the remake, and they put it in a new engine, and then the you rumor think, was. I think that... they're going to do that with two and three. I, I hope gonna... so. The rumor was that that's not happening, and it was just going to be we're upraising the oh, graphics and it's emulating it. Yeah. Oh shit. Okay, I don't think I realized that. That would be a shame. I yeah, think that would be a, be a be real mis- shame. That would be a missed opportunity from them. Yeah, we'll it would see. be a, it would be a massive shame. I don't know. So, what do you think? You think we get this thing next year? Yeah, I think so. I think it's been long enough. I think this is the launch title for the the Switch Two. I think yes, is a cross gen title, but you can you can use this to show why you want to Switch Two, which is look how much better this runs and look how much better this looks on the Switch Two. Runs great on the Switch, but you want to play this at sixty frames per second then you need to play it on the Switch too, and that's the reason why you buy this console, so you can play your game that you've been anticipating for five years. You can now finally play it. It's finally here. Go ahead. And then I think Mario Kart X comes in 2025. Maybe that gets pushed to 2026, and that becomes the big title that drives a lot of people to to the Switch too. Maybe we get a new Smash. Maybe we get a new Animal Crossing. There's all sorts of things they can do to bring people to a new system. We just revive the franchises that people love. You make a new Pokemon. You make that exclusive. It probably still looks like crap, but people will still buy it. And <laughs> maybe it'll run a little bit better. Um, the extra horsepower can really punch through the frame rate. You know? Man can dream. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they finally take that game away from Game Freak and give it to another studio. Maybe it's that. Maybe it's time. You know, Game Freak's working on games for other companies now, right? So yeah, maybe it's time. I would. I, yeah. I mean, you want to hear any complaints from me? <laughs> 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 All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there for the day. Thank you guys for joining us here on another episode of Nintendo Noise. Remember, if you want to write in with your thoughts or questions on anything we discussed on this or any other episode of Nintendo Noise or anything under the Nintendo-related sun, you can hit us up in a bevy of ways, all of which you can find over at flipscreen.games. Head over to the website, go and click on some stuff, send us an email, join the Discord, check out our sister shows, however you choose to get involved. 
we thank you for tuning in to another episode of Nintendo Noise. For the crew, I've been Pete. He's been Steve. We'll see you next week. Thank you.